Have you ever felt so exhausted and drained that you're left questioning if you're burning out? Hi, I'm Flick Taylor, and my passion for burnout and self-care came about when I became a mental health writer who'd lost her mental health to extreme burnout. I know, the irony is not lost on me. Join me as I host Everyday Burnout Conversations, the honest podcast that shares the stories of others, more walks of life as they recover from, manage and avoid burnout by prioritising their mental health and well-being. Expect to hear fascinating conversations, plus positive and actionable tips and tricks that can help you make the simple life changes your mental health will thank you for. Episodes will be delightfully wrapped up in some epic truths and great humour. So, enjoy! You're in for a treat today as I share an everyday burnout conversation with the phenomenal Olga Thompson, who you may also know as Big Fat Greek Mother. Olga is a comedian, actor, singer, anti-bullying campaigner, mental health advocate and mum to three boys or meaty zorbers, as she affectionately calls them. Now, you may know Olga from her incredibly uplifting, funny and heartwarming Big Fat Greek Mother Instagram feed, which... I feel never fails to hit the spot for sharing the comedy, kindness and compassion we all need to see when we're scrolling social media. Now, I don't know if you saw it too, but back in August this year, I loved watching Olga's brilliant debut Edinburgh Fringe show, El Greco of Hornsey. She not only gave her audience a lovely trip down 80s memory lane, but we also had the privilege of peeking behind the curtain of life growing up in an immigrant Cypriot family running a North London hair salon. And lucky for us, Olga's going to be bringing the El Greco of Hornsey show to London in February 2022. Now, Olga's one of those true gifts of the world. Having read English at York University, she trained and worked as a stage actor before moving on to community theatre, performing in prisons and young offenders units across the UK. This led her to then do missionary work in the Middle East, where she taught in orphanages and schools. When you chat with Olga, you feel like you've known her for years and instantly feel that connection. And in this honest, funny, yet vulnerable chat, Olga unpacks some of her experiences, sharing her journey and heart's desires with us. We get to hear some of the stories and creative processes behind her comedy and fabulous characters, as well as hearing about the difficult times when Olga battled with bullying as a child and navigated past trauma and postnatal depression as a young man. This conversation is packed full of encouragement for those currently navigating struggles as well as wisdom for those dealing with overwhelm, exhaustion and burnout. It's a chat that left me grinning from ear to ear and at the end honestly I'm still not sure I've successfully convinced Olga that I was recording this from Canada and not in fact to Greg's in Sheffield. (laughs) She's a legend. So sit back Get ready to scoop up all the kindness, the humour and the wisdom from the lovely Olga Thompson. Okay, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Olga, I can't believe I'm going to sit and chat to you today. The feeling is mutual. (laughs) Can I call you Flick? Oh, absolutely. That's the only name your friends call you? Flick, Flick. The only name. It's only the bank manager who would call yeah. you Felicity. And then that's where you're like, go, oh, what have I done? What's happened? Sounds like if someone wants to tell you, Felicity? Felicity? Yeah. Whereas exactly. Flick is like, yeah, I like oh, Flick. Flick, cool. come on. Yeah, so, no, yeah, Flick I love it. Is, darling. Flick. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to say, your Instagram 
has oh. been a huge part of keeping me going during my birthday, oh, darling. You're I have such say, a gorgeous person. No, you're thank feeds, you. Like you go there and you never leave without feeling uplifted. Without thank you, your honesty in telling your thank story. You. Oh my god, your characters. Like I just thank you so much. Them. Literally, you're so lovely. <laughs> your feet. If you're having a tough day, anyone listening, you have a tough day. Go to Big Fat Greek Mother and just just swipe and scroll and play like Big Fat Greek Mother roulette and pick up. It's pick like a, it's amazing. It's like a little hit of joy. Oh, do you know what that makes? <gasps> someone said that to me the other day, and it just like because you don't know it when you create stuff and you put it out there. You don't always know that about yourself, but it's really encouraging and lovely. And I'm trying to be better at saying thank you rather than going, "Oh no, what that old thing, that piece of rubbish." It's I'm so trying true. to be much better. And it's part of like being kind to myself by saying thank you and let, letting those things settle because it does, do you know what? It does, oh, I sound like a, I don't want to sound like a tit. Like, oh, I know, <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> but do you know what? I think it is just because I know what it feels like to be really feeling rubbish. And so I don't want anyone else to feel like that. Yeah. And, yeah, so that is why I do it. And so when people say that, it makes them feel good. I'm like, it just makes everything worth, like literally just everything makes sense for me in life, you know? Oh. That like, ah, oh, that's what I'm meant to be doing, you know? So Yes, you are. And I have to say, like all of the greatest comedians of our time, like when you yes. look about who we brought up with, you all have this incredible gift because there's something you it's like all of you are able to step into a person's shoes become a character and you do it with such warmth and compassion like I just love like Bambas and Athena Bambas wants wants to take you for a date I'll be there do you have subways in Canada (laughs) yes Right. Okay. There Bumble. you go. Sorted. Yeah. He's coming. <laughs> I think. I think you have to be warm when you do comedy because yeah. comedy is the reason we laugh is that we just recognise it in ourselves. And I'm like, yes. I'm fascinated with the idiosyncrasies and those quirky fo- foibles that we all have. And I, I literally laugh at myself primarily all day long. And I just think, I love it. You know, and as a comedian, you have to be able to laugh at yourself first. Yes. You know, my favourite is Robin Williams because he says, I mean, I, I, I teeth this quote, I, comedians know what it's like to feel the low, at the lowest point and they never want anyone else to feel like that. That's why they do what they do. And I kind of like nicked that and pretended it's me, but it wasn't, it was the great Robin Williams who said it first. But it's true, you know, yeah. and all comedy comes out of great pathos, you know, it, the two are together. Yeah. You you really embody that darling, because there you are like that post where you are like, where life gives you lemons, dance outside. Poundland. Poundland is the best. Poundland (laughs) rocks. You can't tell me no matter how bad you feel, you can't go in Poundland and not be happy. Like, like it's just there's something random in there. Even if it's random, like like the 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 macaroons next to the socks, there'll be something that, and you bound, you just will laugh. It will make, and everything's a pound. I mean, oh my god, I it's just a pound. Love it. 
Have you got Poundland in Canada? We have the dollar store. <laughs> the dollar store? The dollar store. Let's all go yeah. to the dollar store. Doesn't have the same ring as Poundland. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Poundland, Poundland is not like a whole continent. <laughs> you know? It's, it's dollar store. True. It's, it's small. Yeah, no, you need Poundland. Oh my land. God, I never thought of it that way. You're right. Mm. It's a destination. It's, it's a, a buy and sell destination. Yeah, babe. It's a buy and sell continent, for goodness sake. <laughs> it is random in there. I'm just letting you know. You never know what you're going to get. And that's the thing. It's It's the element of surprise, you know. And I feel like when you are having a tough time and when you are, like you talk a lot about burnout, it's when people say to you, you know, life can change tomorrow and things won't stay the same. But when you are frazzled, like a frazzled piece of bacon that has been cooked and cremated and is still being cooked, you can't hear that. But sometimes you need to just stop before you hear anything. You need to just stop and just really allow those words to sink in that, you know, that actually life doesn't stay the same. And when you are burnt you know, be it through life or exhaustion or circumstances or trauma or grief, you you just need to know that life doesn't stay the same. It doesn't. Things always change. Things always shift. Things always move on. And it's, it's always in the middle of that deep, dark well that those moments come and things change. And then you forget for a while and then you might find yourself in another deep, dark well. But we're very quick to forget the dark wells that we've come out of and we kind of think that where we are or that's it now you know yeah. we're gonna stay here but it, it's not it never it never is and I I only speak that from from experience not because I'm some you know medium or anything but genuinely yeah we all do and if we or anyone listening right now you you think of a situation in your past that was really tough you know it never stayed and you maybe at the time you felt like you were going to combust but mm. you didn't yeah you know so it's just that people just need a bit of love and encouragement ain't nothing wrong with that no and you know you must have seen this with your lovely mum and dad yeah moving over you know starting a new life in London yeah 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 I mean oh you know they you know well so my mum and dad came over and then I was born here but um yeah, they had it really tough. They had nothing. They were so poor, you know. I remember they had this little flat and the roof fell in on them. And it was just so tough coming here and starting over. But they did it, you know. And I think for them, they did it with, they just had this dignity and suffering. And I just think, you know, it just taught me to to be patient and to work hard and to just to be patient, I think we're we're in very much in a society now where everything is instant. You know, feeds, scrolling. You know, if your if your Wi Fi is down and it does, you know, when you refresh something, you get vexed because it's like I refreshed it. It's not, you but know, and we true. treat, but we treat life like that. I'm refreshing it. Oh no, it's still the same. Refreshing, refreshing, and it's just that frustration when things aren't refreshing immediately. But we're not machines. No, 
Exactly, exactly. And you talk about like your lovely mum, she's on your feed. And, you know, you say that like you would watch her and you'd be like the darker the day, the tougher the time, yeah. the lighter the lipstick. Absolutely. Like, she Absolutely. was just, you know, resilient. She was just, she was, and she would just slap it on. She used to, you know, she had the three of us. She would raise us as well. My dad was working as well, but she would raise us in the salon, take us there after school and on Saturdays. And I just saw her just... I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there were times when it was grueling, really grueling for her, you know, and she suffered horrific menopause as well in her late 30s and had us as, you know, teens. I mean, she just had a really, I saw her suffer, but I saw her always make the best of herself and make whoever was sitting in that chair feel like it was about them. And so when I, when people come to my page, I want them to feel like my mum made people feel in that chair, you know? Yes. Just that, that feeling of sit down, darling. Do you want a cup of tea? Go on, it's all right. Like that's it's all right. Oh just that just that little little feeling, a little flicker. Oh, you know, oh that- God. yes. And that like I just loved your Edinburgh friend show. I'll go with horns. Oh, like I am so watching that grateful for the Edinburgh like being able for us to be able to Uh, watch it like when would I I ever be able to go and watch a show and that's and that's the wonderful thing about not the wonderful thing about COVID but we've become I mean there are the purists out there who will say I'm sorry I'm only going to live theatre and that's it and I'm like well unfortunately my theatre folded in Edinburgh and they were unable to host us and it was too short notice to find another theatre under COVID measures. Edinburgh was far more strict than we were. And I know that the Edinburgh Fringe happened, but in the capacity that I was going, it wasn't possible for me. So you can watch it at the comfort of your home. Oh. Thankfully, I'm touring next year with the hope that COVID doesn't bite us on the bum again. Yeah. But I'm just, we just have to see, you know. Yeah. And those characters, like, is it set in the salon? And oh my gosh, I tell you what, it's a roller coaster because I was watching it and like instantly I was transported to being back oh. to 12. Like dinner, oh, yeah, crispy you... pancakes, all of that. I was just like, oh, Whoa, that's a blast. crispy pancake. Oh. You know, oh, and, and also what was the other one? Aberdeen Anger Steakhouse. Yes. Oh Posh. my gosh, now, Posh. listen. There ain't no luxury like Aberdeen Angus Steakhouse Deluxe. And I remember us as kids, you know, watching it on the telly and my mum would go B-Jams. It wasn't even Iceland in those days. Probably B-Jams, like yes. B-Jams. Used to go B-Jams and you could get... Oh, my gosh. Sorry, the North London coming out a bit. I, I, I go between Porsche, I was at University, to I went my mum went B-Jams, yeah. And used to buy freezers next to the frozen food. It was like... Yeah. It was, it was another level, but... Oh my gosh, the, the days of bee jams. And yes. now I've forgotten what I was saying. Oh my God, we're talking about the characters and the fact that El Greco of Hornsey, <laughs> I literally stepped back in time. But yeah. I was able to like yeah. step back into who I step was. Step back, step back. And, because we were, oh. and we, but you know, all most of my followers are pretty much people in yeah. my situation, kind of my age, roughly uh, a bit younger and who understand that, you know, we just went to bed. We would put to bed. We went to bed. So we had. We didn't. You like phones and <laughs> snacks. How many blooming snacks and snacks? And oh, my no. mum would cook this meal at six in the morning, and it was a vat of goat or whatever it was. Leave it on the table. You come in, 
after school, whatever, is there, the vat of goat. You're hungry? Eat the vat of goat. And we were like, wow, vat of goat. Oh my God. It's like, so it was true. just, okay. I'm sorry. It wasn't, I hope I'm not offending anyone with the vat of goat. I'm now vegetarian because of the <laughs> meat scarring I had growing up. But it was just a different, it was a different life. And I, I'm not going to expect my kids to live by those measures. No. But I think there's comedy to be had in what we did and what they do now. Like 13 year olds. When I was 13, I believed in Father Christmas. Okay. 13 year olds now are just like 21. It's insane. Literally, yes, last yes. night yes. it was 10:30. Okay, school night. Yeah. And school I, night. I'm knackered. Go to bed. I'm going to bed. My 14-year-old is downstairs FaceTiming some gorgeous girl playing what? the uke- playing the ukulele no. to ukulele. her. Ukulele. I was cool. like, a part of me was like, oh, would you shush it right now? And then so I go downstairs so and then I see this gorgeous girl on the FaceTime, and I'm like. Oh, that's really lovely. Okay, I'll just, I'll give it another half an hour. It's fine. Were you in, and, were you in your dressing gown? Oh, God, yes. Dressing gown, <laughs> like dry shampoo for days. It's not pretty. And I was just oh. like, oh, my God, how am I desperate to go to sleep? And then there's this 14-year-old, serenading someone with his oh, ukulele. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, my gosh. We would never have that. I wasn't even allowed to use the house phone. I had to ask permission for the landline. And then my dad would stand there while I painfully died the digits. And the only conversation was like, I could have was, was, yeah, like, yeah, it was like, have you done the maths homework? Ask my friend. That was it. There was no, like, literally, there was no bring a boy. Just no, no. Literally, they've got kids to these days. They don't understand. So when I tell my kids what it was like growing up, they just look at me like, just weird. Yeah, I just like, don't know. What are you on about? What are you on about? Yeah, like don't understand. Oh, and I love how you you laugh at that. Like you, know? you have to, you yeah. have to. It's true. What else oh am I going to do? Dressing gown coming down. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, true. because the thing is about you know parents, our generation, we hate this, or we complain the phones and the snacks and the. But who's the one preparing the snacks and buying the snacks? Muggins, muggins is is, you know, like. Stop, you know, and my mum would be like, What a snack, what a snack, you know, again, the snack, make food for children. I'm like, Mama, do food, but then there's like snack and then snack before bed and snack. I'm like, How much snack? I know. <laughs> it's so true, darling. It's horrible. Oh, it's, horrible. Ridiculous. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the long car journeys where you know, the most my mum would have would be like a big round piece of bread. That was it. You just cut a bit of the bread. Now there's like fruit, fruit flake or whatever it's called. And this kind of bar and no product placement on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and like this particular drink. And yeah. I know. I know. It's so true. Oh, it's so true. It's we had horrible. like um, an inset day here. And I said to one of my boys, I was like, oh, would you like a nice little lunch? Get your little treat. Oh, and he oh. said, oh, I'd love some sushi and a bottle of kombucha. Shut <laughs> up. I was like, oh, my God. What the heck? Because you're right. When we came from B-Jumps, can you remember those ice creams in little plastic containers? Oh. <gasps> Did you just love those? Oh, I'm tingling. <laughs> with a little with a little flap that you could yes. just... Just like mm. whip off like that strawberry. That was my favourite. I'm just imagining someone just coming in at this point in the podcast. Us talking about flaps and uh, just, yes, let's just stop. 
Yeah, like it's just it was it was ima- it was incredible. My boys won't go anywhere with me. You're lucky. Like sushi and like I, if I say let's go to a American restaurant that begins with M, <laughs> right? They say I said like I literally will go anywhere with them just to hang out with them. I don't care. Yes. Right. And if I mention this diner in in the UK, they're like, yeah, can you just go and get it for us and bring it home? I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, how is that bonding? Like, and then I even said, okay, let's drive there and eat it. You can eat it in the car. We'll, pop, we'll, we'll drive and park by a park and look at the view. Why would we want to do that? Or why? <laughs> why? What? Why can you not just get in and bring it? <laughs> <sighs> oh, the joy, darling, of motherhood. It's uh, just who'd have thought we'd end up here, my thought? love? <laughs> I know. Just did not assume, did not realise that those B-Jam days. I know, I know. (laughs) Now, you've had a fascinating life because obviously you went to York University, didn't you? And then, I couldn't believe it, you went to the Middle East to teach drama. I did. How amazing. I did. I went out there to teach some drama. I went out with a Christian charity and I did some work in orphanages and I loved it. It was just like at a point in my life where I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing with my life. And I was like, I had just sort of compelled to go and do this. um, Just to do some kind of like some goodwill work. And boy, I'm glad I did because I met my hot husband out there. (laughs) No, I'm only joking. I don't talk like that about him now. Um, Oh, no, he's all right. No, but I did. But it was weird because he was out there at the same point in his life, but doing sports and working with kids in the Middle East. And it was like, it was like God had looked down and gone. I shall reward thee for thy humanitarian endeavor with a betrothed. And it was, it was just, yeah, isn't that's what I mean? Life changes, like as we said at the start of the podcast, life changes every single day. You don't know who yeah. you're going to meet. Life never stays the same. I honestly thought I'd just live on my own forever. Okay. Really didn't think I'd meet anyone. No, never thought I'd meet anyone. Like literally was my first boyfriend. So we met. We were engaged, married within three months. Oh, I love that. I love I know, it's that. And even very the, mad. The pictures of you in Wales in the summer. You're just oh, such he's... a gorgeous crew, darling. Oh, we, we are. We do We do want to kill each other. Don't uh, we all? We have moments that are not online <laughs> where <laughs> Paul actually said to me the other day, he went, he went, if I saw you in a bar, he went, I'd think, ah, she's all right for her age. Anyway, he went, but then if I started talking to you, I'd be like, nah, not interested. <laughs> because, no, because, he says, all I talk about is, when are we going to get the fences fixed? When the man's coming to do the hook, 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 hood? Can I talk to you about Christmas? When are you going to fix that corner? Yeah. But the thing is, if he did the things, or if he replied, then I wouldn't say it more and more. So You're he like, just said that. Look at this mental load. I've got to share it. Do it. I have with to it. share it. He might he still doesn't do it for three months, but then I then I start again. <laughs> when's, when's, the, when's the when's the fence? When's the fence man? The fence man. I always start with the fence man, and then it just it just snowballs. <laughs> so he said he said he said I'm all right to look at, but just just talking now. Nah. He said, "No, nah, I'm all right. Thanks. I pass." <laughs> oh <laughs> nice. my goodness! Oh, you have to laugh. You oh. have to laugh. You yes. have to laugh or you murder your husband. It's one of the two. It's better to laugh. 
It's better to laugh and it's better to bribe your kids with the golden arches. Please just spend three minutes with me. Yes. <laughs> spend time together. It's no. true. Now you've no. got Why three would boys, haven't you? <gasps> oh, yes. Three boys, three hungry boys. But do you know what? I'm like a god in the Greek community. Like, like, even though no one really quite understands what a middle-aged Greek woman is doing, pratting about online. Can you say pratting? Yes. We can Faffing, say whatever we galuffing, like, darling. Galuffing about online, all right? The fact that I have three sons that have come from my husband's loins, okay, <laughs> is like, I'm like a celebrity. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Greek brownie points, or is it Greek moussaka points? I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like celebrity here. I bet you are, darling. Three I mean, boys, <laughs> meds. Uh, Olga, Olga, she have three boys, huh? So it... Yeah, so people, then they forget that I just faff about online because they just oh. see the three boys. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> but you had a tough time when they were little, <gasps> didn't you, darling? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, love it. And totally. shared this on your Instagram. I know. I sometimes oh, think, oh, do I need to just like, just just stop sharing it? But oh. then I think, well, you know, there were, there were mums, young mums, amazing mums sharing their journey. But actually sometimes as an older mum, I like to share because uh, I'm down the line and I can say, looking back, it was tough, but I came through, you know. And yes, I made loads of mistakes. Um, I had a breakdown when my boys were very, very small. After the birth of my third son, it was it was quite a traumatic, really fracturing experience for my whole family. But thankfully, we healed from it and grew closer together. My husband is amazing. My church was amazing. My friends were amazing. I mean, it was it was horrendous, but, you know, I came through. But I can say to people, if you are feeling a bit like that, you know, I'm not, I'm not in it now saying, I know what it's like, there'll be better days. I'm down the line saying, you will come through. You, I enjoy my boys. So I'm not saying you can't enjoy them when they're little, but I'm having like the honeymoon of parenting. You know, once I came out of that dark season... I just found a light and a love and a joy in everything that I did in a way that maybe if I hadn't had that massive well, (laughs) fall into the well, maybe it wouldn't have been as bright as it is now. And I kind of, it was sobering, but it enabled me to see life in Technicolor. I I kind of needed to go, I don't know, I don't I want to belittle. Yeah, I don't that, want. Darling. You know when Dorothy is in black and white and then she goes yes. into Technicolor. It felt. It really felt like that, and I was able to really breathe and touch and be aware of the world around me and be present again. Um, and it feels sometimes it feels like that will never come, and it's heartbreaking for people who do feel like there is no hope and that this is it. And that trapped, stifling, suffocating feeling where there isn't a way out. But, but, but I would say there is, and it will come, and there is help. It might yes. not be immediate, like when we talk about when we refresh the browser. Yeah. It might not be immediate, but it will come, and there is help. Yes. And it doesn't stay the same forever. And to not do it on your own. Oh, absolutely. You know, because I think as mums as well, like that post, and it was recent, 
because I found yes. myself shouting at it because you'd said something about um, how, you know, your little one and it was overwhelming yeah. and someone yeah. had gifted you a Gina Ford book. And as soon as I read that, I went, oh, because Gina I had, Ford. Oh, my God. I had such a reaction to reading that I because know, I but- it took me back. Yeah. yeah, because I did you do the whole like blackout? Or I tried all these things, but my kids were just not Gina Ford babies. They just did whatever. So I got rid of that. Yes, but I, I think like, if I was online, if I was a mum online nowadays and I was, I would have really struggled. I would not cope as well as mums do today because they've got that pressure. And yes, it's wonderful. It's a resource. There's so much help out there. But sometimes I think it's, it's too much. And if you're a person that does compare yourself like I do, I think it for me it would have been detrimental really I just wouldn't have yeah Yeah. this is why it's so important that you share your story and and every like you know we're more honest it's um there's a real strength in sharing because it feels hard at first doesn't it you're like oh Mm. this is a little bit raw a little bit vulnerable yeah yeah but you must have had a huge wave of people oh, huge. reaching out to you. Always. And... Every time I do a post, I still get people messaging me, you know, saying, can you tell me, can you reach, can you put it up in your stories? Where's that post? Where's that thing to the link? Someone told me that you shared that. And so, you know, I there are, there are more able, more eloquent people out there doing better jobs at helping others. But I know that in, not in hindsight, I, in da- down the line, I can encourage people from where I am. And it's a different, it's a different echo. You know, it's a different sounding, <sighs> different sounding hope, I suppose, you know, and you you need help and you can't do it alone. Yeah. And it is about saying, I need some help, but yeah. acknowledging that within yourself as well, which is the first step. Um your yeah. voice is always so positive, Olga. Like what you're writing. In fact, I've written something down because when I read it, I I went, I got became quite tearful, darling. Like oh, you're you, so yeah, you wrote something. You said um, you might not end up where you thought, but you will end up where you belong. Never give Absolutely. up on your dreams. Be brave. Be patient, for they will find you again. Oh, look, look at the hairs on my. That's ass. so lovely. Did I really say that, darling? You did. You're a genius. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, honestly, I hope I never ever come across as I know everything because I don't. No, you because never I will. You're so because real. I still need to remind myself. And even the other week, I had a dip. I had a real dip, a low kind of like, oh, what's the point? What am I doing? And, and you know, and I realised, Flick, that I was actually exhausted. Yeah. So I took some time out for myself because sometimes this is the other thing. Mm. Sometimes you just need a rest. <laughs> You know, because your hormones and your emotions can go. And I've got, I'm one of those people, I'm an empath. I have to be really careful that I don't make snap decisions based off of my hormones and my feelings, which I have in the past. I need to kind of go, well, let me just rest a bit and and come back to that. You know, and I know that you talk about this a lot. Stop, just stop for a bit. It's okay. Just a little bit. That's all you need. But and you and even if you want to worry, worry, that's fine. You know, I went through a time when I had therapy and I had CBT. And I remember, you know, something that helped me at the time was you need to worry. Brilliant. Fantastic. Seven o'clock every night, put some time aside. Seven till eight, you go and have a good worry, love. Go on, you you go for it. I remember setting my alarm every night and I just I just forgot, or I just, you know, so. 
have a break. Mm. If you need to worry, if there's something that's troubling you, that's fine. It's going to be there tomorrow. But if you rest, just give yourself one day to rest and go back to it tomorrow. But when you go back to it tomorrow, it doesn't seem as big, yeah. you know. And this this other thing as well about, um, I was talking to my son yesterday. He was getting quite anxious about some work he had to do. And I said, once we, let's just have a hot chocolate and a biscuit and just take a minute. And then I said, and actually, once we start, it will never seem as big as what you thought. Yes. But we, we're all guilty of that, aren't we? Thinking we things are bigger than what they are when they never they never are, really. Yeah. And Lamont likes beautifully about that in her book, Bird by Bird. Mm. That really Ooh. helped me. I used Ooh. To get, yes, Bird by Bird. And and she basically tells the story. Her her father was a writer and her brother was having a hard time with a homework project. And it was about birds. And literally he was kind of becoming very, very anxious. And the dad said... How you're going to tackle this is you're going to sit down and you're going to do it bird by bird. And it's that whole idea. It's so simple. Like, let's just break it down. As you say, let's have a hot chocolate and a biscuit. We'll do this bit. Yeah. Have another break. Do this bit. Or make a list. Yeah. Yes. Whatever yes. you need to do to make you feel safe, do that. Oh. And that's, you know, if, and, and, and you know, we're, we're so multi-layered as, as individuals. And mental health isn't just one little ball mental health it's it's layered it's it's above you it's beneath you it's in your past it's it's in your present and there are so so many 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 layers to it and you know it you just need to let yourself breathe and let all those pieces come together and just be kind just that's that's the other thing just being kind to yourself it's taken me so long to learn how to do that oh my gosh me too me too. Because I think um, certainly with burnout, it doesn't just happen overnight. It just it yes. gradually grinds you down. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. your situation, like you tragically lost your dad in your first oh, yes. like you yeah, know, yeah, with yeah, your yeah, first yeah, pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. It was oh my gosh. Well, for me, for me, so for me, it was also um past trauma that I yes. had undealt past trauma, which had buried itself. And actually, it's quite common for women in childbirth to that childbirth is a trigger for a lot of women. This is another thing we don't often talk about. But there are some, yeah, but that was a trigger. And so as human beings, we are laid. I'm not saying every single human being has trauma in their life, but sometimes there are things that are sort of buried without you knowing it. And sometimes you just need to be still and allow yourself to kind of come to your senses or to come home or just to be, we're so we're just always pushing ourselves aren't we well I know that I I am I'm guilty yeah. of that yeah absolutely. and it's, it's sometimes it's a fear as well that if you stop pushing that something bad will happen that if you stop grinding if you stop going on the hamster wheel but but it doesn't but it's just being brave enough to sit with that fear and kind of work out, wow, we're getting deep here. We are. But it's fascinating and I think people listening to mm-hmm. this because this is the conversation I needed a year and a half ago darling because oh, you, know, gosh, you just yeah. feel so alone when you're you know and whether you're dealing with postnatal depression whether you're dealing with yeah whether it's burnout you know it's just you feel so alone and I say of course and I can remember um I was chatting to um Deb Edwards she's a brilliant coach and she told me like the fact that you just keep trying and keep going and you're moving and you're fast and you're all over the place yeah that's a safety mechanism 
Of course it is. We've been using that for years and years and years as a safety mechanism. And so no wonder it's hard for us to stop and absolutely. almost sit with just that pain and what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Hard. The hardest thing for me uh, when I had the breakdown was sitting in it. Yeah. Because I just kept wanting to move away. But the more I moved away, the more uh, the more damage I did to myself. A bit like when you, you know, say 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 you know you've got a wound or you've got something that's gone through your hand and you know that the more you move around with it the more damage that that kind of that 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 severing is going to do you're going to do more damage but actually by being still that 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 kind of foreign body or whatever it was can just kind of fall out and it was it was like that and it was it was actually I felt actual physical pain in that time and that there was such so much mental anguish it was actual physical pain and you know I'm not going to sit here and lie to you I'm a completely I'm a Barbie doll you know there are moments that you know the the echoes of that will sometimes come back and I have to remind myself you know that I'm okay that I'm safe Mm. that it's okay to wobble you know and I'll wrap myself up with a blanket I love one of your questions was um when you are struggling do you grab a gin or do you drag drag (laughs) <laughs> do you grab a cup of tea and for me it is a cup of tea blanket might buy myself some flowers light a candle you know or you know it doesn't have to be anything expensive it could be just literally a blanket and a cup of tea and just the very act of wrapping yourself in the blanket and giving yourself a little bit of love maybe you can't manage that maybe you can only manage it for two minutes but that is a little bit of self-love which does permeate you know and will make a difference but yeah it's are, two minutes yeah. of self-love that you're is not only gonna calm your nervous system yeah, down yeah, yeah. but it's it's reinforcing that that aspect mm-hmm. of you're telling yourself that you matter yes i think sometimes when we're in that dark well yeah you don't even think you matter like it's a scary yeah, but, place yeah, to be it, isn't it, it? It's, it's telling yourself you matter and it's grounding yeah it's grounding that feeling when you're going to slip you just keep sort of clamoring and trying to grab onto something and that's I suppose that is that like you said that is burnout and when you eventually realize that you can't there's nothing to grab onto you know and you have to just be still until you know you become well and we we don't we don't address burnout because burnout is sometimes you know it's it's kind of not as sexy as its cousin mental health you know in that you know, there's a lot of talk about mental health, but burnout is something that's like, well, yeah, burnout, you know, just book a spa or, you know, um, have have an hour in bed or, you know, and it's just, you know, burnout is massive and it is linked to mental health. You know, I've seen people without mental health problems have burnout. Yeah. I've seen people who've never burned out have mental health. There isn't, there isn't, you know, mental health isn't just like, it's not a static glob it's multi-layered it's multifaceted within that is is burnout you know it you you know it's not it's not scientific you know it's very complex but we need to give it it's we need to understand it because I think so many people are walking around totally burnt out completely because you know pandemic yeah yeah you know people that are suffering in relationships or at work, or poor sleep, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that everybody that is struggling in this way is burnt out, but 
you know, really look at yourself and see, are you running on empty? It's really easy to do that. I do. I know that for myself. Yeah. I have to catch myself, you know. And they've been doing it for a while, I think, as well. Like I, I, you know, because I, I think we associate burnout with like top CEOs and, you know, kind of buy, sell, yeah. trade and, and just that very kind of hedonistic driven, stressful. Driven, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 but yeah. I don't know about you, Diane, but I would, you know, in the pandemic, I yeah. think, oh my gosh, the teachers that are going oh. online and teaching and then trying oh, yeah. to help their own kids. So many teachers to- are leaving the profession oh. because they are burnt out. Yes. And they are exhausted. And even now you have the repercussions of children in schools still coming, getting used to what the new normal is. You know, that yeah. it's people are burnt out. And and I think it's just giving yourself the space and to figure out just where you are and what you need without rushing along. Just because everybody, you know, just because you see somebody else rushing along, you don't have to necessarily do what they're doing. Because you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on in their private life. You know, if they are rushing around, you don't know what they're sacrificing in order to make that sprint. Yeah. So, yeah. It's that self-compassion piece because there's Mm. no way I'd let my boys, uh, you know, do some of the things that I did. Like get to that point of exhaustion. It's no way. But I just completely neglected my own needs and carried on. And it's when that physical, like, reaction, it's your body oh, yeah. just forcing you to stop. You Absolutely. Know? Your body yeah. just goes, yeah, I'm not, and for some people it's a physical manifestation, like, you know, a pain it could be, or yeah. for other people it was, for me it was, you know, very, very intense thoughts and intrusive thoughts. You know, it. but these are all valid experiences that you are having and it might not even be you know burnout is also there are degrees of burnout as well and it's so you might think well I'm, I'm only a bit burnt out I'll be all right when I get to this Christmas or when I get to Easter I'll have right when I get to you know you can catch it early you know you don't have to wait till you're completely no exactly. burnt to a crisp you yeah. know yeah. um do you regularly kind of when you're feeling oh you yeah know how you kind of over oh, yeah. you get to that point and then you're like oh do you yeah, kind of go, yeah. okay, I'm going to clear my plate for a couple of days, chill, yeah. and then come back? Well, because of usually what I do is I will have a day. It will be off social media. I'll still put something up on my stories or whatever, keep it ticking over. But I'll take, for me, I don't really need more than a, a day or a couple of days. Or, But then what I'll do is I'll literally turn it all off, clear my diary, and then go and paint a wall in the house oh, with a yeah. podcast with a sermon, with some, you know, gospel music or something. And it will just, and I'll have no makeup. I, I'll make myself a nice pot of coffee and I will just paint a wall. And my husband comes home and he goes, all right. Okay. (laughs) He's like, he's like, is there something else you could do to relax? I'm like, oh my gosh, leave me alone. But I literally love paint, painting. I'm not an artist, but like, so one of the walls in the house doesn't go with anything else, but it's green now. But I, I just love or or the other thing I did the other week was I redid my closet, you know, and it's just mm. something like I'm not very good at just going, I'm just going to lie back and watch a Christmas film. Or for me, it's doing something like that, but listening to something that feeds me and I just yes. feel better. Yeah. You know, or, you know, or a walk, just something like that, which is 
looking after myself or expressing myself in a different way, which isn't digital. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I do. I just come away and go quiet. Yeah, that movement, it kind of just mm. forces you to use the other side of your brain. Absolutely. Just, like, yeah, you're yeah, able to or escape. De- or decluttering, I find, is so healthy like I love like just getting a drawer and just decluttering that and putting a podcast on I'm just so yeah I'm so happy it's so sad (laughs) I'm just so happy I think it's because you know what else are you going to do you know I don't want to necessarily go shopping I love shopping but if I go shopping that's retail therapy it's it's not active shopping isn't active for me uh if you see what I mean I'm just going in and buying something to put on whereas if I'm doing something with my hands because I find that when I am anxious or anything anything physical anything where like you say engaging muscle groups that I don't normally engage another one might be um doing some yoga I find that it it, like you say taps into a part of the body that is underused which then recharges the whole circuit yes yeah 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 it's um it's yeah it's escaping to yourself and it's um Mm. I've got, got what I was going to say there, darling. I lost the track. Yeah, just thought. doing oh, something. Doing something. Yeah. And you know what? When I go for a walk, I always have my phone yeah. with me because I'll often be processing something and I'll go, oh, and I have to do a voice note because yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I figured it out now. I get it. That's why I do that. Okay. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Only painting that wall, going for a walk that almost unlocks that part of you. That maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah shopping or whatever yeah, else or even wouldn't. like we don't daydream anymore we stop we daydreaming don't. you know and I find that sometimes for me when I'm asleep and it's that dozing time that's when the best sketches come yeah oh, uh, really? yeah it's the best sketches come when I'm doing something never when I'm online or working in front of the computer never but when I'm doing something else that's totally random or I'm out uh that was the door. Nothing there. Just something for the letterbox. Oh, very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. This is a real life podcast. It really is. The post-spindular It really is. <laughs> we really are live. Um, yeah, when I'm doing something unrelated, then I'll just get this burst of, yeah, just like uh, something, you know, or in the car. It's always when my husband has Magic FM on in the car. <laughs> Just Those like, songs just trigger sketches <laughs> in me like you wouldn't believe, you know. So, yeah, but yeah, just, I don't know. It's just making a bit of space, isn't it? It's all it, it is, is, really. It is, exactly. So where do your characters come from? I'm presuming they were from the El Greco hair salon. Oh, yeah, all yeah. from the salon, all oh, of them. The great girls will come in to have their hair done <laughs> and look beautiful. And then you have the boys should come in and we have their eyebrow plucked. <laughs> you've got you've got the creepy men who uh, have a coffee and they sit the watch you know they they all are i mean some of the newer characters like the school mums and oh they're more God. of my yes. own experiences yeah. of you know uh and i only dissed the pta because i was on the pta <laughs> i'll have you know so uh creative <laughs> license there um yeah so yeah but it's just literally everyday things you know, like I might be on the bus and someone's talking about, oh, I had a dodgy sprout. And they're talking, you know, like 
just I love <laughs> listening to people, the things that people say. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was brilliant. The other day there was someone standing at the door going, Oi, to a neighbor, I'm going to Greg's. Do you want anything? <laughs> yeah, give me a sausage roll. What about if this steak bakes? Uh all right, give me one of each. All right, I'll be back. You know, and I was like, this is exquisite. I mean, I love Greg's. Oh my gosh, product placement again. But, <laughs> but I I was like, I was dining out on that, literally, or things my mum says all the time. Oh. Just, I bank clothes. What did she say? She said, um, we were going to my brother's wedding and she said, don't worry, we come back with puba. I was like, what? We come back and get the puba. She was saying an Uber. And I was I had to write that in my Things My Mum Says book. You know, I just literally love, oh my gosh. Oh, there are things, she just makes up random words for things. And I'm like, what the heck? Oh my God. What does she say? What does she say? Like all the time, random, funny. Oh, that's it. She goes, I have the plates. Shall I put it in your fertility room? She meant you she meant utility room. I was like, this is I was like saying to my husband, should we go in the fertility room? <laughs> I, I'm worried to load the dishwasher in case I get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but it's just fantastic. Honestly, you don't know. You go to load the plates, you conception. I mean, you know, weird things can happen. Oh, and like, where did you get the idea for yeah. a jeweler's sexy toilet? Sexy toilet? <laughs> it's very, very easy because uh, it's sexy toilet. You sit down, think about it. Yeah, we ain't got no time to be doing squats. Ooh. But if you're gonna go to the toilet to take a dump, you go to squat anyway. So while you squat down for the to the toilet, you just Ooh. clench your buttocks. You do sexy toilet. You get up. <laughs> Every time you do number two, do sexy toilet. Oh that's God. a workout, babe. Think about it. And the workout of picking up the Doritos bag. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> she's actually a genius because you work out, but it's part of your lifestyle. Oh, oh my you God. don't realise. She might go, I might send, I might send the dragons then. Hey, that would be funny. amazing. That would be Seriously. amazing. Because Honestly, she's just fantastic. Like, I'm actually writing that down as an idea. Well, write it down. I write like, it down. Oh my god, she would be fantastic on there, darling. <laughs> I just love her, and I love her boss and Auntie Fanula. Oh yeah, she hasn't been out. She hasn't been out in a while. She's oh. she's had some problems with her hip, but she'll be out soon. She's had some problem with it. And also her husband. I don't know if you know, but he was cheating on her. So that's been quite tough. But she's coming back. She's having revamp. And Drula, um, Fanula 2.0. She's got a new blouse. She's got a brand new double FF bra. She's 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 ready. She's fierce. She's, yeah. Oh, my God. She's back on the dating scene. Look out. People <laughs> in the residential homes. Tinder, Tinder, Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you see, this is uh. it. With all of your characters, you uh, you just adore them. Like you just become besotted with them. It's Thank like you. it won't be long. You're um, going to be on the telly soon, aren't you, darling? It's coming. One You're going to be on <laughs> before I'm a hundred and seven. I'd like to have a TV show. Oh, you will. It's happening. Before, before I'm a hundred and seven. 
Yes, one day. I hope so. It's yeah. happening for sure. It really is. It's yeah, just I, I think COVID has set a lot of people back in the kind of hmm. pursuit of things. So I think we're just kind of like this is kind of getting back to normal year, and then yeah, hopefully maybe next year, which is nearly here. <sighs> And Christmas, exactly. oh my gosh. And next year, you are bringing El Greco of Hornsey I to am. London. London. And I will make it available online, I think, for people that, you know, oh. live overseas and have said they'd like to watch it. Because the live show is another level to the film's oh, uh, stage version. Because it's more interactive. I have real-life victims from the audience who have their hair washed by Andrula. Um, oh. You know, so yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's as good, but it's different. Spicier, spicy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing. And I love the fact you're going to be able to order a kebab for the interval. Well, yeah. I mean, that is brilliant. Who wants to? Yeah, you just order it. Also, vegetarian, vegan. You come, <laughs> you order the kebab, eat dinner, uh, 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 and then we do Greek dancing after. I mean, oh, you know. Well, uh, to me, it sounds like a whole week's holiday in an evening. It's a holiday in an evening. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, what more do you want? Great dancing, honestly. Oh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Oh, thank so you, you so do much. All this amazing comedy, but I do want to touch yeah. on the incredible work you do with Kidscape and oh. then um and then your lovely niece as well, Grace to us. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah. So if you want to talk about those, yeah. because, you know, it's, yeah. it's fabulous. So I'm an ambassador for Kidscape Charity. It's an anti-bullying charity. I'm an ambassador because I have an affinity with them because I was bullied um, as a child, daughter of immigrants. I didn't speak any English. Mm. I did go through horrific bullying growing up. And I loved sharing my story. I loved doing little skits for them and um, getting the word out wherever I can. And they do incredible work in schools, incredible support for parents. If your child is going through bullying... Uh, if your child is doing the bullying, you know, it's an amazing, amazing, fantastic, warm, lovely charity. Uh, and also I support my sister-in-law's charity, Grace to Restore, which was named in honour of my niece who took her own life about three years ago due to, again, bullying. So those are two cha- uh, charities that are just, you know, I, I can never not do enough for them. Amazing charities for you to Go and give them some love. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just incredible. It, they really are. Yeah. I can remember reading your post about your lovely niece, Grace. And I know. Just, oh, my gosh. So just so sad. So tragic. So and, sad. So sad. But oh. there are still young people out there on the cusp, you know, that we can, we can help them. And, you know, and even from three years ago, there's so much more conversation around young people and mental health more than there ever was yeah so things are changing times are changing you know we just need to keep the conversation going yes so I think that's what's so important about the work you do and what I'm trying to do like the more honest our conversations are the more the ripple effect is huge because then younger generations are seeing this it completely opens up the floodgates completely and normalizing completely normalizing it normalizing it not waiting for an event just talking about it normally you know that that you i don't want other people to feel like that but if you do feel like that it's okay and there's help and there's a way out 
whether you're a child, whether you're a teenager like my niece was, whether you're a grown-ass man, woman like me and you, yeah. you know, you just need, sometimes you just need to know that it's okay. Someone needs to give you a hug and say it's going to get better and that you're okay. You know, we're, essentially we're all still big kids anyway. <laughs> we are. We never grow up from the playground. I really do believe that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, on that note, like, as you say, you put it perfectly. We should never wait for anything major to happen. I can remember no. being with my doctor and I had heart attack symptoms. And I can remember saying oh my to her, gosh. like, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit bad, but I'm not that bad. Like, it was that comedy oh, act. And she was like, absolutely, uh, absolutely. No, you are. Stop right now. Absolutely. I remember going you to know? my doctor and then him saying, you're not, you know, he could see, because I was trying to be like, well, I'm a, I've been a little bit down and I've just been, you know, and he could just straight away see, he's like, let's get you better. Oh let's my get gosh. you better. And it was just, and then somebody just opened the window and I was able to just, oh, okay, I'm not well. Yeah. I'm going to get well. And it was just such a light bulb moment. So, you know, there are so many ways in which you can get better. Yeah. And there is there is so much help out there, but it's just being brave enough when you're ready to to just put yes. your hand out, yeah, and and ask for it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, darling, you're doing incredible things, and so are you. Oh, what you're doing. Oh, bless you. Well, we're just doing our thing, aren't we? And I think that's why when I read that part about you'll you'll end up where you belong. I think because you know I live in Canada now, and you know which my I don't life... believe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's some maple leaf trees out there, <laughs> but it's um. It really is that kind of keep going, keep being you, keep, just keep yeah. going. It's, it's all yeah. good, you know? It, you know, it, what, because you don't see the fruit straight away, you're going to stop being yourself. Yes. But, and it, it's that instantaneous kind of, you know, and then you look, and it's so easy to compare yourself because wherever you go, there's there's a, there's a post somewhere on some yes. app. Yes. But it's just, no. I think it comes from just knowing yourself. Yeah. And being kind to yourself and just being true to who you are because the world wants to see you. We've seen everyone else. What about you? Oh, absolutely. And I love that podcast chat you did with Helen Perry on social media. Oh, lovely Helen. so bloody good, darling. It was fabulous. And so so I'd urge everyone, go and listen to that. Go listen to more of Olga's wisdom. Helen's lovely. Oh, thank you. It was fantastic. And I will like share this. Oh, like just this love. is so important. I'm doing it now while I'm chatting to you. You can now staring it. <laughs> took I took a cheeky picture of you looking yeah. sideways. <laughs> looking, you were looking very cerebral at one point. I? I took a cheeky picture of you. <laughs> oh, don't, this has been amazing, and I know. Everyone listening, they're going to be laughing. They're going to be like, oh, having a moving moment. Like, you're just amazing. You really are. Oh, you so, are too. <laughs> thank you. You are too, missus. It's been so fun talking to you today. Thank Olga. you. Really I've has. loved it. And I've been asking all of my guests at the end, if you're up for it, some quick fire, yes. lighthearted questions, darling. Are Let's you go, ready? baby. Okay. I am ready. Yeah. Lemon in water or lemon in gin? What do you do on your dodgy, tough days? Oh, lemon in water. Yeah, yeah, hydrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're sensible now. We're sensible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. move your body, move the remote. 
Move my body, Ooh. move my body higher, Move my body. Okay, bag of almonds or bag of Maltesers? Bag of almonds because I don't like chocolate. I know I'm wow, one of those weird people. Good. Yeah, own only dark chocolate. I don't like milk chocolate. It makes me. Oh. I know. That's amazing. Oh. Okay, oh, don't worry. Uh, ask for help or happy to hermit. Uh, do you know what? Happy to hermit, but sometimes ask for help, but yeah. happy to hermit. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, so what's the one self-care thing you're going to do today, darling, that your future self will thank you for? I am going to switch off later and spend time with my boys because it's fireworks oh, night lovely. and I've created a fireworks feast. I've got goodies out. We've got candy floss. We've oh. got, um, we got them, them popping candy things you put in your mouth, which I don't eat, but they love it. Oh, we've well, got yeah. donuts. We've got the popcorn. Yeah, and oh. I'm just going to spend time with the boys and we're going to do fireworks in the garden. And it's only little, but I think for me, it's being with them, but also being present and turning everything else off. Yeah. Another memory. Another memory, darling. Yeah. Hashtag memory. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. I have loved it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for spending time with me. I'm the one that's saying thank you. And I will share, I will share the the vajazzle out of it. Hang on. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. I think I'm still an Andruna. Yeah, no god. Split personality. Oh, this has been fantastic. I'm going to take a little yeah. picture of it. Yeah, well. I've, you sh- I've already done that. <laughs> I've done that. I don't know if you like my picture. I hope you like it. Oh, darling, thank you so much thank for all you this fun so and much. joy. Lots of love. Love, love you. Thank you for asking me. Thank you, Dar. Send thank it all you. to you. Have a lovely Dar- time in Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Burnout Conversations. Please check the show notes for any links to items discussed today. And the original music and sound editing is by Chris Taylor. If you've enjoyed this podcast and have a spare few minutes, then it would be absolutely amazing if you could leave me a happy starry rating and review. It really does help this podcast reach a little further. And I just love it to land in the lap of those who, like me, last year are perhaps feeling isolated and lonely in their burnout struggle. Please note this podcast is not intended as medical advice. Remember you matter so don't hesitate to reach out to your doctor or mental health professional for support if you're having a rough time. Wishing you a great week and take good care of yourself. Bye for now.